Aaron, congratulations, two huge points. Uh, your thoughts following that one? Yeah, I thought we, uh, we came out extremely flat the first period there. I thought Coventry jumped all over us. Um, one of the worst periods we've played, just weren't, weren't pushing the pace. Mentally, just guys weren't, weren't dialed in and ready to play. Um, but I loved our, our second, third. I think we came out ready to play the second. Um, outshot them 16 to four. Valley with a huge power play goal there to finish the period. Um, Tomaso actually, you know, draws that penalty. I thought he was excellent tonight as well for his first game. Plays with a ton of energy. Um, and then third period again, I think we got just better as the game went on tonight. And thankfully, Barry, Barry stood on his head in the first period there to keep us in it. You know, we've we've had that happen against us a couple times this year where we've dominated and didn't get anything and the game changed. So tonight, Barry did that for us, which was huge and, and found a way to close that game out. The kill was outstanding in the first period, wasn't it? Yeah, kill was outstanding tonight. Um, usually your, your goal is your best penalty killer. That's, that's, that's the age-old... Uh, saying there so but yeah it was kill was great Barry was great the first and then we, we finally found our legs in the second and, and, and started playing hockey sometimes on these teddy bear tusk nights it's great for us behind the scenes but you lose momentum after the first goal but after with the big gap but you still kept it didn't you you still kept in that oh absolutely there's only two minutes left yeah. the period so I think it was probably some pretty good timing there um, close period out and I thought we probably should have we deserved a little more in the second there but you know, we, we, we ended up going to the third with the lead, and, and we've been a very good team at closing out hockey games lately, so it was, it was another one of those tonight. Back-to-back back with Coventry, what will differ tomorrow? Well, ice sheet there is a, a lot smaller. Things happen a little bit faster. Um, you know, we'll go through this game tonight. We'll, you know, show a few of the things that maybe we probably can do a little bit better. Some of the tendencies maybe tonight that they did that we, we didn't uh, see in the pre-scout. And, 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 and boys will have to again come ready to play a six-minute hockey game. Okay, thank you very much. That's Steelers head coach Aaron Fox. Uh, Jonathan Fernley joins me on the Steelers bench. I thought the, the pickup trucks were going to take us out there. They're uh, obviously turning this uh, building around pretty quick. Um, what a thoroughly enjoyable night, Jonathan. Yeah, slow start. Um, Steelers were their own worst enemy with the penalties and the turnovers in the first period. But to get out of that at nil-nil, um, that seemed like a seemed like a big win and the Steelers were the dominant team from then on um, and sort of felt in control of the game uh, you just always worried that whatever it was nil-nil it's, oh, it's not going to be another shutout again we've had one of these against Coventry before um, but once the Steelers were in front they've played a lot of tight games recently low scoring games and you feel confident that the Steelers are going to go through and win them because after giving away a couple of leads earlier in the season they've been much better once they've been in front as the year's gone on I think Haley's kicking us off the bench. Oh, the big GD's in town. He wants his uh, wants his photo taken, eh? No win, no fee with the big GD, eh? Hey, hey, all that. Hey, hey. I was proud of you. you yeah, you're not. You're not. You're not getting. You're not getting on the podcast, Gary. You're not getting on. Um, the. Um, so there are Matt sponsors who decided they wanted a photograph on the bench instead of everywhere else. Um, that first period, the kill was outstanding, wasn't it? And. Mm probably the most important section of the game I think we, we must have killed six or seven eight minutes in that uh, in that first period and it was the first time we got to see Travasso the uh, mm. the new forward he looked pretty pretty buzzy didn't he he did I also need to admit that I thought he scored the third goal. I thought, because he was out there a few moments before and then he changed up and I saw the eight on the shirt. I thought, oh, it's Traverse. No, it's Valorant. Um, so, yeah, I've blobbed on that one. But, no, it was a very impressive debut. I really liked the little injection of energy that drew a penalty for the power play the Steelers scored from. 
you know, he picks the puck up on the blue line and just, I don't know, flick it between my legs and make something happen. And he drew Hamannick into a penalty. Sorry, I that into a penalty. And that's the one that Valorant scored from. So, you know, a really important contribution. And it's never easy for a player coming in, but there must be something about the way Fox sets up the team and the systems that work because we've seen players come in and have an immediate impact. Sign two hit the ground running. Polak's done it and now Traversa as well. I like Polak. Yeah, very much so. There's a start of a, a good combination coming with Valorant because there was a little conversation in the media room while we were waiting to get started that this isn't the same sort of Steelers team as, as last season. Even the start of the season, this is not Fox hockey with you scoring bunches because that was Valorant and Connolly and DeLuca and that's not here anymore. This is more sort of keep it tight and win with good goalie and good defence. Carter joins us. Jonathan was just saying... It's a very different team this year to say last year where we were just trying to outscore teams. Are we a tighter, more defensive, compact unit this year? Uh, we, As of late, we've had to play that way uh, just because of how short we've been, how light we've been on the bench and the calibre of players that we've been missing. We've been, we were like, you know, for example, Denmark, you know, we were, we were missing a lot of firepower, yeah. you know, and, and a lot of our firepower has been missing for... When, when we are light and so it, we just kind of change the way we play a little bit I think we're a little bit better defensively this year than uh, you know I heard the tail end of what Jonathan was saying there and early on when we were full strength we were actually averaging I believe Fox and I ran through it at least in all competitions between the cup and the regular season we were averaging more, more goals a game but late later when we got shorter numbers it's hard to win games like that you know so especially when you're light and playing with nine forwards eight forwards five defensemen so we we we've changed our game a little bit our, our goalies have been playing stellar both of them great great performances from both of them and our defense has been tight and we're getting our offense from our d, d zone out and that's something we talked about before the game tonight first game tonight in well what was about a month with 14 non-homegrown players but there's more still to come back. There's big decisions lurking ahead in a few weeks' time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it, it's it's a it, it's a good thing. I think too, it, it creates some uh, competition, if you will, like inner competition uh, b- between the players, and you know, it's uh, hopefully will uh, you know push push they'll push each other. Wouldn't the situation be if Danielson came in, or am I miscounting? If Danielson comes back, we just go to just playing one well, of the goalies. Uh, yes, exactly, because we are. There's Saldix the as well. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So yeah, there's uh, like I said, there's still some some things that we have to work out still, but those will, that'll be coming. Talk to me about the defensive pairing of Jones and Mosey because they both want to be the offensive player. They want to play right side. They want to rush forward, but someone's got to take a more disciplined role tonight. I thought that pairing was a surprising one, but seemed to work out there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Jonesy is uh, he 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 can play pretty safe at, at, at times for sure. Mosey is. You know, one thing about Mosey is you're right, he totally likes to rush and, you know, play play offensive. But the thing about Mosey, he skates so well, he's, he's really good at getting back as well. If he's in the rush, he's good at getting back. Jonesy, same thing, he'll jump in in that rush. But uh, we made it, you know, there, he knows to come back. He's a, We're one and done with our D as well. Um, but I agree with you that pairing's been really good. Jonesy's been really good lately. Uh, Mosey's always, wherever we put Mosey, he's, 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 he's great. So we've uh, we've had a good six. Yeah, just missed him. Just missed him. Don't worry, Carter. I oh, will go and get him. <laughs> All right, yeah, guys. yeah. Thanks, he guys. he doesn't he doesn't know us yet, so we'll just go and grab him. So uh, that was Tomasa Traversa who was just uh, going past us. We're going to go and try and track him down. Daddy just walks past us. So I think we're all good there. Um, who have we got? We got Justin. We're just into the dressing room at the moment, and 
Hodge's there. Let me, uh, Tomasa, would you just come with us a second? We have a live podcast which goes out now, and we'll just walk somewhere a little bit quieter. Uh, I grabbed him, Daddy. It's not our first rodeo, kid. Not our first rodeo. Firstly, welcome to uh, welcome to Sheffield. Uh, this is our post game. We do this. We wander around. We talk to guys after uh, the game. Your first. Uh, your first impression of these Steelers and, and this fabulous building? Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, I was telling the other guys, uh, it's, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy how like people were going nuts already at the warm-up, and uh, it's always nice to play in front of like a big crowd like that. Yeah, and you made an impact as well tonight. You obviously in that first period, killing those penalties was so important. Yeah, I. Whenever I had the chance to go in the eyes, I was trying to give my best and to help the team and. Uh, Obviously, uh, it's been like three three weeks that I didn't play a game and uh, kind of had to get in the routine again. But uh, I felt I felt better in the second period than I felt in the first. It was like a little harder to get in the game in the first. I just had like two or three shifts maybe. But uh, like I said, every every time I step on the ice, I'll, I'll give my 100%. The first goal of the game came from a power play that you won. What was going through your mind when you picked up the puck and were, were driving towards the goal? Were you trying to get in front to get a shot away or were you just uh, looking to create? What was uh, what was on your mind as you were driving forward? Well, yeah, Mosey, uh, I just gave him a great pass and uh, I had some speed and I thought I could beat the guy wide and then, and then I tried to shoot back in and the ending didn't work, but it was good to get a power play goal right after that. Yeah. We've just been speaking with Marco Valoran and he tells us that you two are connected, you, you know each other pretty well, so it's, it's nice to have a familiar face in the building. No, no, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I met him through like uh, another friend that we have in common and uh, for sure I owe the guy, uh, I owe Mark uh, a dinner for yeah. sure for helping me out and come here. And, um, well, Marco runs Sheffield. He owns Sheffield. He basically is the king of Sheffield, and um, he'll know all the good eating places anyway. Yeah, he'll, uh, he's, uh, he's been a great character. He's been here, and he's that kind of guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Yeah, 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 very a guy for like uh, that cares about the team, yeah. works for the team. Scores a lot of goals too, so yeah. uh, he deserves to be probably the king of this town. Yeah, yeah, he is. Hey, listen, good luck tomorrow in Coventry. Thanks okay. very much. Thank nice you. to meet you. And uh, there must be an event on here tomorrow because the place is shutting down. Everything is mm. just departing. Are we late tonight or are we... Uh... We're a bit late to finishing than usual because of the delay from the teddy bear toss, but uh, there's still a few players loitering around. That is a great. That was a great teddy bear toss, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, Hodgie didn't want to talk to us just then, but... Great night for the Steelers, uh, face-off-wise. It was pretty even in the first period, but Steelers dominated the face-offs in the second and the third, and I think that helped the Steelers keep the pressure on and keep uh, Coventry pen back. And there was a time in the third period where it was just icing after icing after icing. I'm just having a look now. The dressing room, other than uh, Rocksack in the corner. Let's go back to the media room, see if Pete Spencer's there before we finish off. And... Uh... And the security girls are going as well. Every, everybody, it seems late tonight, girls. It seems late, doesn't it? Late, late. Yes, because when we're doing this podcast, which you are now on, yeah. you are live on our podcast, uh, normally there's still a bit more hustle and bustle. Oh, but uh, no hustle and bustle right now. Oh, okay. Andy, everything okay your end? Everything okay your end? Andy Akers gives us a thumbs up. So uh, he'll be packing up. He'll be working here till late because he'll be having to go to... Uh, 
making sure all the gear's done. You know, when he got back the other night, he never left this building until 6 a.m. when we came home. And uh, those people don't see that kind of work that he, uh, he puts in. Comes back from the road game, washes the gear, dries the gear, and was physically in this building for another six hours. Crazy. Well, the, the photo that was tweeted out earlier with all the kit laid out in the dressing rooms at, well, about three o'clock this afternoon. Yeah. The players haven't left home yet, the fans haven't left home yet. Coventry have barely left, yeah. and uh, it's already here and ready and waiting. It's, uh, it's not a job I would want to do, no, but it's, no, it's, uh, a lot of hours. it's an invaluable job. Uh, yeah, it well. What are the fans saying, uh, Kieran? Uh, extremely happy. Um, just, I think, comfortable throughout. Enjoyed lots of love for Barry. I think uh, social mm-hmm. media's uh, changing from what it was earlier in the season. Um, yeah, just a really good night. I think... Uh, well, the block, a quick mention for them being back in the building tonight. It was good, though, that, wasn't it? Having the drummers in the uh, building again. Yeah, it made a difference. Yeah. The biggest crowd moment for me was the Mexican wave that went in two different directions <laughs> at once. I don't know what was going on there, Dave. And yeah. I also found it funny that the only Mexicans in the uh, in the stadium didn't seem to be the ones that were starting the Mexican wave. <laughs> no, it was which, uh... weird. <laughs> and we put them on the camera, and you think, obviously, the boys have dressed up, and we spotted them, we put them on the camera. And they just looked up at the camera and didn't kind of have any uh, any kind of uh, go yeah, whatsoever. Love the, love the uh, mascot as well, the guy on his stag do from Nottingham as the pot of Philadelphia. I uh, I had a good chat with them two guys before the start of the game. I think one of the, one of the guys had never even been to a hockey game, just explaining very basics and things. But two two good guys had a good laugh. I offered to find try and find some figure skates, do a bit of few laps up and down the uh, red line, but we weren't having none of it. But uh, We had an injury update from Dino, by the way. Oh, Dino. How's, how's the finger? So we, we, we walk across. Dean, uh, injury update? How's, uh, the, how's the finger? The finger's healing very well, but today battled through the old booster jab in the arm, started aching as the night went on, but soldiered on like last week. I'm a bit of a warrior, David. I'm not so sure about that. I think we'll just leave that. And Pete Spencer does the perfect timing. We, 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 Pete... What's Radio Sheffield saying tonight? I think we're pretty uh, pretty pleased with that. Um, tight game, but I think it's always going to be a tight game now against Coventry. Just They seem to match up so well against Sheffield. Um, I think everyone's going away talking about Barry Brust, um, talking about how good he was in net, but also talking about that... Uh, Awful Eddie. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, shocking Eddie. We can, we should, I mean, if who Barry was the Brust... defenceman we had who didn't tie his skates up and went for it, Dean? Oh, Tomo's first year. Um, oh, and that was, I mean, he was a bad Eddie and he never got another Eddie again. Let me tell you, Boxing Day, 9,300 people here. Barry can face 137 shots, not concede the goal, and he's not winning the Man of the Match awards. Because no, 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 no. I mean, that's the end of the Eddie now. He's, he doesn't like the Eddie. You can tell he doesn't like the Eddie. Well, I was just talking about this with Steeler Dan, actually. And we said. Steeler Dan, yeah. yeah. And, and he said, he, he needs. You heard it here first. Yeah. Exclusive on BBC Radio Sheffield. Yeah. Pete said, Steeler Dan. Gone. So we said he almost needs, like, you remember Ben Bounds used to do the wave? Or he needs something like that. Or he just needs someone to say, actually, you don't need to skate all around the ring. You can I gas think he yourself. just wants to go home, light a cigar, <laughs> sit in his big armchair, get a little bit of a whiskey and get going. Yeah, but it's one of those. I think, actually, he lost an edge. He looked like he was building up speed and he was going to do something going towards the goal, but just lost an edge, didn't he, and ended up uh, supermanning. Yeah, I, th- I think he was intending to go full speed into the goal. 
but just tripped over the blue line, which is something probably what I would have done because I can't skate. Yeah. Danny Stewart said to me as we walked around to the bench to do the Elite League interview, he just goes, that was a blocker to the face, man. Should have been out of the game. What, how did we read that situation? There didn't appear to be much contact. I don't know what caused Barry to go down, but it didn't seem like enough to cause him to go down. Obviously something happened, but it seemed like a fall from Barry that was trying to buy a penalty. Yeah. And then when he didn't, he just lost his head and... It did appear to be uh, penalty worthy, but I didn't catch it live because at the set you'll see it on the highlights at the same time that Brust is doing that, David Phillips appears to be doing a cross check in the corner with the guy who's on the puck. So I see that with the puck, look to the referee behind the goal, and the hands in the air, and only on the replays did I catch the uh, catch what he'd done. See, you'll see the photograph, by the way. You'll see the photograph on the Steelers website on social media. Dean's yeah. just showed us a copy of it. So I'm sat on the goal line in the, in the second tier, so I'm looking down the goal line, so I can see Davy Phillips again doing that cross check, but I can see Barry as well. Just look at the guy, and I think, oh, he's going to go here. And I think, is he going to drop the gloves? And, and I thought, first of all, all that looks like a blocker to the face. He may be out of the game here. Obviously, the ref scored him two for roughing, and I thought that was maybe a bit lenient. So I don't know if they'll look back at that again, and then maybe something... Well, after that McNally two-game suspension, he's not going to get anything, surely, to God, because McNally should have well, got... He, he could get five, <laughs> couldn't he, for that? Yeah, <laughs> because, it's uh, crazy. It seems a little random at times yeah. what, what players get. They don't seem to always match the match the crime, just looking at it from you know the reports that come back to us. But it'll be a Stojanovic start, I'm sure, tomorrow anyway, yeah. so... Uh, um, and Stojanovic has won in Coventry before. He won the John Armstrong penalty shootout game, yeah, and yeah. Uh, so he's, he he knows the building. Yeah, yeah, and that was a great win, that two-one win. Um, so I mean, you, you'd take something similar tomorrow night, wouldn't you? But Coventry just seemed to be one of those teams that just seemed to match up really well against Sheffield. Um, you know, we saw in that first period, Aaron was saying that, you know, that was pretty abysmal first period. They just never kind of got going really, but. It just seemed like Coventry were doing the right things to try and force the issue. You know, they got those breakaways. And I have to say, I don't know if you've mentioned this already, but the Barry Bruss 2 on 0 going oh. coast to coast, the save in that first period to keep him in it, um, that was phenomenal. Have you ever known a player in all your times change people's mindset in such a short period of time? Because let's face it, Six, seven, eight, nine games in, people were down on him in the mm -hmm. audience. Mm -hmm. And now he's the second coming, he's the Messiah. Maybe we should have stuck with Pavel Kantor as well. <laughs> um, because that's what it looked like we got. It looked like he got a goalie that just wasn't wasn't up to it, wasn't wasn't ready and too long out of the game, you know. There comes a point in every player's career when, you know, they, they get a bit too old and we thought that might be the case with Barry. Well, absolutely not. We couldn't have been more wrong, those who doubted it. And mm. yeah, I was asking questions as well and I'm delighted to be proved wrong. Yeah. And there were a couple of things with Barry, weren't there? There was the fact that he turned up and, and people were like, oh, I'm not sure about this guy. He doesn't look like a, he doesn't look like a Thomas Duber, does he? Um, obviously, you know, that's, it plays a very different kind of stand-up style of net mining that we've not seen here before. You know, so people were asking questions. And I think, you go back to that game where Stojanovic has a shocker in Manchester and Barry gets put in midway through, fixes his equipment issue, which has obviously been hamstringing him for you know those six, seven games in the early part of the season that we've been seeing. And as you said, ever since then, he's not really put a foot wrong. Okay, right. Anything else? It's, it's also good that he's not being overworked because you know he missed yeah. last weekend. He was you know, a little bit of a niggle and it's important that we can keep him fresh because 
It's a huge advantage having two goalies. Cardiff have it, and, uh, and the Steelers do as well. Belfast, and who do you think the top three teams are in the league right now? I was thinking about this the other day. A while ago, it was it was the done. You were thing. discussing it with Steelers. I you? was indeed. Yeah, yeah. It was the it was the done thing to kind of go for British goalies and give yourself the the extra forward on the uh, import forward on the ice and now it seems actually that teams are maybe using that second import slot to go for two import netminders and I just wonder if that's a a change in focus from what we've seen. If you can't beat a team with your fourth line anymore because you don't have enough players to make a fourth line then you may as well just roll with three lines of forwards and use your extra player as, uh, as the backup goalie. And of course when, let us just say Danielson, we just discussed this, when Danielson comes in you know, Danielson can come straight back into the lineup, and we bring Warburton in. He backs up either Brust or Stojanovic. Yeah, it's a great option to have. Um, and I think, yeah, if I mean, I don't know what what's going to happen with the roster regulations going forward. It could all change again next year when things loosen up, maybe. But um, but yeah, it, it, certainly for this season, it's the way to go. Really, two import netminders, I think. How did we find the mask situation tonight? I uh, was asked to put a couple of announcements out and when I was in the White House, I took mine off and then when, because we were working and then obviously when we were in the building, I found that most people were fairly respectful for it. There was a lot of people who didn't wear them, but there was a lot of a lot of people who did. And Yeah, I think you, you put the point across, didn't you? Would you rather be here with no hockey and or would you rather put a mask on and... and watch hockey because that that's the situation I saw we were that in as a, a tweet ago, somebody tweeted that mm. and I thought it was a really good tweet that 12 18 months ago we were saying crikey if, if we have to wear a mask to watch hockey we'll watch hockey and then you've been asked to wear a mask or, or go home and watch strictly come dancing mm. I mean I know what or by the Steelers TV webcast. Well, no, because if there wasn't a game, oh, you, you know what if if because if this continues we don't know mm. where it's going to go do we? Yeah, exactly. And that's the and that's the the fear isn't it is would you rather intervene and do something now, now yes, to, kind, to kind of that doesn't have as much of an impact or would you prefer to have no season and I think most fans well I don't know a hockey fan that would say I don't want a season mm-hmm. anything we want to anything to conclude five points clear at the top of the league at this stage of the season there's an awful long way to go but we'd be delighted to be tied on points at the top of the league if you were a couple of points behind the Devils or someone else be thinking, oh, it's a pretty good start to the season. Five points clear. Do we underestimate how good the Steelers have been? How dogmatic we are, aren't we? Yeah, and we were chatting about this before, weren't we? The fact that actually has the emphasis changed from Aaron Fox's side being scoring bunches team to actually grind out gritty wins. You know, backs to the wall, you know, it's not going to be pretty, it's not going to be necessarily high scoring every night, but it's effective and it's getting the job done. Um, and I think, you know, it, it's that pragmatic approach and it's what Aaron's kind of been forced into. But, you know, this team seems to have found an identity of being defensively solid and, and not, giving, not giving games away. OK, final question. Tomorrow, Hamilton or Verstappen? <laughs> I think Hamilton. I think Hamilton's got... What, got Hamilton's on the way down in his career. He's coming towards the twilight. He's got, maybe got two seasons left. Verstappen's going to have his have his time, isn't he? I think Lewis has got one more in him. Is he? Do you know Red Bull get a new engine next year? New regulations? This might be Verstappen's chance. We don't know that the Red Bull's going to be a good car next year. If he doesn't get it this time round, then who knows? And Verstappen but... got pole today, didn't he? He's on the soft yeah, tyre, great, great lap. Um, I really hope Lewis does it. I'm still no, very much a Lewis Hamilton fan. Me too. Me too. And uh, I, hope, uh, I hope he gets it done. But 
I just can't imagine that Lewis is going to overtake Verstappen on track and it's just all going to go cleanly and he's just going to disappear off into the distance. The season's had so many bits of drama. I can't imagine it's going to be a boring procession tomorrow. There's okay. another, another twist to turn it, uh, to, to come, isn't there, I think, yeah, the way it's been this year. Yeah, did Stiller Dan have an opinion on it when you were speaking no. to him earlier? No, no. Hasn't he got some so new shoes, though? He got some new shoes, hasn't he, Stiller Dan? That's that's must, that, yeah. that must be what's made him talkative. <laughs> yeah, he needs to, needs to do a little work on his shoes so they fit properly, but next week, well, uh, Wednesday 22nd, should be these new shoes. Great. OK, from Kieran, from Pete, from Jonathan, myself, Dave Sims, thank you for listening. We'll uh, speak to you again shortly.